Hello, welcome back to Meraki Unbox. My name's Simon Thompson, at Meraki Simon, on Twitter, online, in your favorite internet places. And we are here to talk today about APIs once again. We actually had an incredibly successful podcast episode already with Tony Carmichael a little while ago uh, talking about APIs, and the reception to that particular episode was so strong, we thought we really must do more of this. So what we've done today is we're bringing together a group of individuals, one of whom is joining us remotely. This is a first for the podcast, folks. Let's hope it all works technically. Uh, who is going to, or who are going to have a conversation about how APIs are actually being applied in the real world, in this particular case, uh, by a service provider who is uh, like obviously very enthusiastic about the difference this can make in terms of efficiencies and so on. So I'm super excited about that. And uh, let's go around the room and introduce everybody. I'm going to start with Nash, our guest, our special guest today. Hi, Nash. How are you doing? Um, I'm fine. How are you? I am also fine. <laughs> uh, it's a requirement of my job. I have to be fine every day. It's just how, how it is. Melissa, how are you today? Fantastic. Fantastic. That's yeah. good. We're, we're on a roll here, folks. And uh, we have Nash as well. Uh, Matt as well. I've got to get the names right. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Simon? I am still good. Uh, and Matt's joining <laughs> us from the car. So we are really super advanced and, uh, and interconnected today. Uh, and so what I'll do, maybe let's, let's, uh, let's go around the room and do some proper introductions. Now we've established we're all fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you already know about me, so I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Nash, tell us about yourself, what you do. Tell us a little bit about your background uh, and how you ended up sitting in this room today. Okay. So I currently work for an MSP and VAR that sells What a does lot. that stand for? I'm fine. Yeah, we got. Uh, I have no idea whether our audience has oh, heard of these things sorry. before. So we try and keep this an acronym-free so, zone as much as we can. <laughs> okay. I work at a managed services provider who is also a value-added reseller. All right, awesome. And what about yourself? What's your own background? How did you end up in that role? Okay, everyone in my family is IT. <laughs> Most of them are programmers. Um, I kind of wanted to, to do, like, networking, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to, to do, like, programming. Okay. So. That sounds very appropriate for what we're talking about today. <laughs> So how long yeah, have you been doing like this stuff? Yeah, you're like our core audience. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And how long have you been doing that, Nash? Um, two and a half years. Awesome. How are you finding it so far? It's a great. It's it's good fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I remember I chose I chose networking b because the rest of IT drove me nuts. Uh, mm -hmm. like trying to fix computers, trying to fix all those little problems, having to reboot all the time or ghost the machine because you just have to start again from scratch. It's not rewarding. Networking is so much more rewarding. You can fix things. There's always an answer. It's, I, and I guess developing and coding is the same, right? I mean, yeah. There's always something that I can fix or break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's more the former than the latter. <laughs> Melissa, tell us about you. Sure. My name is Melissa Aulis, and I'm part of the product marketing team here at Meraki. I cover our cloud and platform okay. products. And how did you end up uh, finding yourself in this role? Uh, good question. Um, I've been in product marketing for a little over two years now. I formally started with uh, our systems manager product line. Mm -hmm. Um, and been at Meraki for almost, or a little over four years at this point. So, wow. Yeah. 
It's sort right. of been a legacy. Yeah, sure. Awesome. And Matt, tell us about you. Um, I'm a developer advocate with the DevNet program, and I focus specifically on the Meraki platform. But uh, as a matter of history, um, I've been with Cisco for 12 years. And prior to that, I was a software engineer uh, for a couple of small software companies. And um, I came into Cisco as a uh, support engineer for companies and organizations that were integrating with Cisco platforms. So um, my, my background is more software development, and I've kind of been uh, thrown into the deep end in, in networking as being part of Cisco. I love the way it's coming together. I keep hearing this all the time. Mm. It's just uh, it's a very exciting development, as, as we uncovered with Tony when we talked to him as well. Cool. Um, Melissa, I'm going to hand... The mic over to you, and uh, maybe you could take us through a few of the few of the things we wanted to talk about today. Sure, absolutely. So, um, Nash, I'm really excited to have you on today. We just wanted to get a sense from people out in the field who are getting their hands dirty with the APIs at, to better understand how you came across them, what you're using them for, and maybe just how that's changed your day to day. Um, any any feelings or sentiments there <laughs> you want to share? Um, how I came across it is really easy. I went to Cisco Live. Nice. <laughs> and I saw Shaching present. And I was like, you can do that. I want to do that. So <laughs> I went home and taught myself Python. What did nice. he do? What, what, was, what was it that enthralled you there? Just the idea that Instead of doing everything manually, I could just write a bunch of for loops and <laughs> make changes across um, seventy organizations. Yeah, seventy organizations and like a uh, hundred and twenty networks. So scale the scaling. Scale. That's really yeah. That's interesting. And so you had some background in coding and programming. You thought you were going to go that way. Yeah. This was kind of like giving you a compromise in between mm -hmm. the everyone in the family in IT mm -hmm. and what you wanted to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Are you? How big is your team? And are you the only one using the APIs or teaching folks to get up and going with them? We have four network engineers, and then I am the only scripter. <laughs> You're the pioneer. I'm basically originating automation in this way for my company on networking. So I have a question about that. I'm interested. Um, how did this come about? So network, it, it, probably I'm guessing mm -hmm. that your organization was all network engineers or the, uh, for, the, for what, you, what you do in that particular space. Mm -hmm. And at some point somebody said, hey, we should look at making this more efficient and we should look at ways that we can make this automated where we can. Is that what happened? Like, what's the history there? Hmm. How I did your role come about, essentially? I was that person. I was just like, this would make my life easier. I don't want to do things individually across all of these orgs, all of these networks, as we're creating new standards. I just didn't want to. Right. So you basically spotted an opportunity or you, you kind of saw that the way we were doing it was or you were doing it was not very efficient. Mm -hmm. And we all want to make our lives easier right? mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and get our jobs done faster. So you were the pioneer. Totally. Basically. <laughs> and we have Shay 
at Cisco Live to thank mm-hmm. for that. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Was I have a I have a question about the Cisco Live. Was this the past one in San Diego, Nash? Uh no, Orlando. Oh, Orlando. So uh last not this past summer, but the summer before. Okay. Yeah. Good uh, good to know. <laughs> Um, cool. So we're definitely seeing an interest um, or an increase in interest in our API services from both our customers and partners, but it's definitely not a universal thing that everyone is caring about, especially at different company sizes. But I'm wondering, in your opinion, Nash, is this our API something that all engineers should should care about, especially when they're selecting a new vendor? Should they always be asking? Do you have an API for that? I think a lot of old school network engineers are not comfortable coding. Hmm. They don't even think that they can write like an algorithm. They do algorithms, right? but they don't think they can do that. So I know for a lot of folks, it's just not on their radar. Yeah, I think it might help, but convincing folks to like, just pick up Notepad++ and start trying something is kind of challenging. Hmm. I am, however, always like, do you have an API? What can I do with it? <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. You, so there's ways you can make it relatable, I'm guessing. That, that's mm-hmm. That's got to be the way to overcome the fear. It's like, mm-hmm. you know how to do this. Now here's another way you could potentially do it and look at mm-hmm. the results, I'm guessing. Or just roll up and be like, yeah, you know that new standard thing we're doing? I just applied it to everybody, and it took me about 20 minutes, and I had to write the whole script. So, <laughs> And the funny thing is that, that at least in some of the operating systems out there, and I think iOS, uh, Matt will keep me honest here, but uh, th- there's definitely opportunities to script and create you know, sets of instructions, essentially, for the equipment. And mm-hmm. so... It's logically there is at least some of that ability yeah. there, even if people don't recognize it as such. Yeah, I'm, there's Paramico. Basically, you can SSH into like traditional uh, Cisco equipment, and then basically feed it commands or have it pull config and tell you how things are configured. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that yet. Hmm. Right, but it's an option. It is. It's definitely something you can consider. Yeah. Cool. So what? So how? But that, what that allows you? Uh, sorry, I'll jump in there. What yeah. that allows you to do then is um, to combine then these APIs that are offered through Meraki, uh, which are very exciting, with um, traditional, what I call traditional Cisco infrastructure mm-hmm. and, and device management uh, for things that are running iOS XE, iOS XR, and XOS, and it's it's kind of a very exciting world now where. Um, I call it I call them hybrid networks, but they're really just you know they're they're just the traditional networks that we're used to using. It's just now using both a mix of Meraki and traditional mm-hmm. Cisco infrastructure. Nice, and and so I'm curious about this whole journey uh, for network engineers. I think this is the thing we've got to try to crack at this point. We talked about this with Tony last time around on on the API topic, which is you know you've got you've got a a, a huge number in this industry of network engineers who don't think of themselves as coders. Mm. And uh, the, the reality is that at some point in the future, it's like it feels to me like it's an inevitability mm-hmm. that the future is either going to be very simplistic GUIs 
simple GUIs, better mm. word, uh, like we have at Meraki, or it's going to be automation driven by some coding. Mm -hmm. So how, like, what are your thoughts around how we can encourage, what do you think the industry needs to do to make it easier and more, more uh, less of a barrier to entry, I guess? I think one place to start, look at the networking degrees mm -hmm. that you can get like from community colleges or even universities. Mm -hmm. If there's no programming in there, they're not going to feel comfortable. Right. Based off of um, one of my mentees at work who is not comfortable. Right. <laughs> um, and just trying to make it seem less intimidating by breaking it down into really small pieces at first. Mm. Into chunks, bite-sized chunks. Yeah. What is it? Smaller Somebody said you, you can't eat a whole elephant. You have to cut it up into small pieces. Someone I don't know said that. I don't know <laughs> if that's appropriate to say anymore. <laughs> Somebody said it to me on a training course once. Like, you're trying to eat the elephant. You can't uh, eat an elephant. So uh, you have to break it down into manageable chunks. They're endangered, yeah. Simon. Come on. <laughs> Nobody's find, eating Let's find elephants. a new one, shall we? We'll, we'll, uh, I mean, please send your thoughts in to community.maraki.com. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And we have been seeing a lot of um, some of our customers basically getting into programming, teaching themselves Python, trying to do anything so that they can start playing around with the API to because they've been tapped on the shoulder for some critical task, like trying to integrate across their organizations. Or um, more often than not, lately, um, folks will go through the buying process with Meraki and start their deployment and start to realize that as streamlined as everything, uh, as streamlined as Dashboard makes everything, mm -hmm. only a few clicks per site across even 30 sites might just be too many clicks. And to your mm -hmm. point, Nash, that could represent 15 minutes, 20 minutes of coding to get some of that automated and make everyone's lives easier. Um, so I think it's it's it, we're, we're seeing more and more even people without that background or the last programming they did was in high school, nice. trying to retrain themselves a little bit so they can get up and going. And it's usually something, some critical thing, right, that, that compels them to get their hands dirty. Um, for you, it, I, I think it was just hearing Shay say that it was possible, right, and the sort of a way that you already were leaning. But yeah. are there are there workflows that, that are pretty critical that you've you've used the API for or are there are there cool things that you're doing with it that that you're willing to share? Oh yeah. Okay. So one of my first big things, we standardize our alerting process. Oh nice. We needed to apply that to every organization. So I figured out what the um what my input would be would be for that. Mm -hmm. And then just for org in org list, cycled through them all. Another thing I'm doing is um, for reasons, we need to know if Meraki devices have a static IP or. Should I keep going? Mm. Okay. Right, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just, I distracted at the start. Not fair. Um, so we needed to know if Meraki devices had a static IP or if they were dynamic. So I wrote a script that makes an Excel report, mm. and I can cycle through all of our organizations, all of their networks, and it's become something that um, 
I'll hand it off to my mentee and say, check for static reservations in like Active Directory um, DHCP or dynamic IP assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. See, that's smart. <laughs> and then I don't have to do it is like <laughs> the resounding well, sentiment. <laughs> it gives him something that's good practice without being utterly mind-numbing. Yeah. Just, uh. <laughs> Right, the challenge of figuring that out. I think that's one of the things I associate a lot with APIs. It's this concept that that's often used in various different ways. Uh, work smarter, not harder. Sure. It's, it seems like an ideal way to sum up what we're trying to do here is just to get better efficiencies going on. Things that maybe were laborious and, and time-consuming before, but we can mm-hmm. make them so much more efficient. Yeah. Looking that, that way. Okay, well, I think I think one of the interesting uh, things which Nash touched on, we, we were talking about uh, how we can bring new people into this, and uh, Nash mentioned the um, you know the colleges and universities and the courses that are set up there, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's quite a nice segue into uh, Matt's world, which is all around sort of certifications and the more sort of training side of things that we do uh, within Cisco uh, more broadly. So, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, what DevNet is? Just give us a little bit of a background on that because I don't think we've covered that on the podcast in any detail up till now and, and sort of get into the certifications and how you're working the APIs in there. Um, yeah, and as uh, Nash was talking, I was getting really excited because she's saying, you know, I taught myself Python and I was kind of uh, driven to do that because I saw a uh, efficiencies in scaling out our activities by, by going through that process. And so um, that was very exciting to hear and uh, because that's what we're trying to do at DevNet is to um, get those network engineers that, that have, have been uh, traditionally doing things by device, uh, traditionally doing things manually and saying, hey, here are these interfaces um, available to you. And not only that, but here is some introductory material to uh, help you understand what REST APIs are and help you understand what Python is and all of that fun stuff. So DevNet... Um, is the program for that for developers um, or network engineers who are looking to, to b- become developers and, and conversely for uh, developers who are looking to become network engineers. Mm. And uh, that ties really nicely into um, our new offerings that are going to be coming out in February uh, for the DevNet uh, certifications uh, tied to learning at Cisco certifications, which um, ideally everyone who's listening to this podcast uh, has some familiarity with. And we have a whole host of um, opportunities for people to become certified um, in these new programmability uh, areas. And so uh, the, the first level of that is that DevNet Associate program. And um, that's going to cover kind of, or DevNet Associate certification. Um, that's going to cover some of your introductory material, um, you know, Python, or introductions to Python, introductions to REST APIs. Uh, but more importantly, ties into the technology specifically. And Meraki is featured as part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, moving up a level, we have uh, the uh, specialist area, and Meraki will be part of the enterprise networking portion of that. Um, and if you go through the enterprise networking uh, core exam um, and tack on the automation specialization, um, you will be both uh, uh, CCN whatever the, the term is, <laughs> uh, right. plus DevNet uh, plus DevNet specialist plus DevNet uh, professional. So 
Um, or I take that back. You do need to take the DevNet core exam as well, but there are quick paths now for, or there will be in February, uh, for people to um, have both uh, both sides of the coin, really. Uh, that network engineering certification um, that allows them to, uh, you know, do all their IP addressing and, uh, you know, access lists and trunking and DHCP and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, while being able to automate those processes across, um, you know, multiple organizations, multiple networks, uh, multiple devices. Um, and that can be done through Meraki. Um, that can be done through those device-specific uh, operating systems that we talked about before. So mm-hmm. it covers the whole gamut, but Meraki will be featured across um, all of those exams. Nice. So I, lo- I love the way that, by the sounds of it, you're really being thoughtful about how to integrate as much as possible so that it just feels normal. It's part of the learning, and it's not this kind of separate thing that, that uh, some people could opt into and, and others would maybe choose to avoid because they, they maybe think they don't need it. Well, at DevNet, we we identified um, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, that um, this is a necessary direction that the that the industry is going, and we really tried to tap into some of our our learning areas as quickly as possible. So we've been working with Learning at Cisco for the last uh, three or four years, if I can remember correctly, doing uh, podcasts and web or sorry webinars for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, we've been working really closely with Networking Academy to get our um, content into the younger students who are, are coming up through those um, programs that Nash uh, talked about earlier, where um, this is a necessary, I mean, we're, we're trying to make this a necessary part of your um, of your networking journey, and yep. we call it net, net DevOps, mm-hmm. um, to understand what software developers go through, um, to take advantage of the efficiencies that can come from uh, software engagement, and um, and also, I mean, really for application developers and for the network engineers, being able to understand the nuances of each other's world um, can help the organizations that they work for operate more efficiently. Mm. And I guess it's getting easier over time because this stuff is getting more and more normalized in uh, as part of regular education, right? Even outside of what we're aspiring to, uh, I'm guessing the kids now, I mean, hey, it's so long ago, I think all I did as far as coding was concerned was... 10 print hello 20 go to 10 that counts. that's basic folks. that's basic uh Still that's as far counts. as my programming went uh, it works beautifully uh, i have to say i had no bugs on that uh, particular piece of code uh, but but the kids now are, are presumably getting way more into that i mean do any of you know anything about that like to what extent um it's being taught in schools i have i really don't know myself i have no idea yeah most of the people i know who are interested they go out and they teach themselves. Hmm. Doesn't matter what school does. Right. Yeah. The, the, the concept, I suppose, is at least being uh, readily talked about in schools. It's part of part of education in IT, uh, I'm quite sure, in this day and age. Okay. And, and Matt, as far as Networking Academy is concerned, that's, that's the program that Cisco runs that, that's essentially uh, introducing, I guess, all the, the Cisco ecosystem and world and, and, the, and doing it via... The, the networking training as well for uh, for for, for school age kids basically. Um, well, I mean it's uh, it's school age up through. Uh, I mean adult learners are encouraged to to take on okay. activities as well. Um, so um, I I don't know what the numbers are, but I believe there are 
Uh, the number that we were always told is there's about a million new students that come into networking academy across across the world. So that is wow. that is Cisco's um, learning experience. Um, they it's been around for I think they're celebrating their 25 year anniversary this year or something like that, um, uh, or maybe even longer. Um, so it's a well-established industry-recognized uh, learning program. It ties directly into um, those Cisco certifications. Mm -hmm. um, and so just getting that program, uh, the programmability content into the curriculum um, was a big effort for us. But then being able to then turn that over and say, all right, now we're saying people can be certified. These are Cisco-recognized certifications. Um, and put those out into the industry is, um, is, is really a big thing. It, I mean – if we look at this, Cisco hasn't really changed their certification um, nomenclature for the last 25 years. Mm. And um, and now we're kind of overhauling now how certifications work. But a big portion of that is tying these automation pieces. So we're going to see automation sections in for enterprise networking. Again, we know we're talking Meraki, so that's where it sits. Yep. Um, but we're going to see these things in security. We're going to see these things in cloud collaboration. We're going to see these things in um, data center infrastructure networking. Um, so across all of, of um, Cisco, we're going to see this, you know, buildup of automation, whether it's working with UCS or WebEx or WebEx teams. Um, uh, you know, I can start listing all of the different things that, uh, that Cisco puts out there, but each and every one is starting to either either has offered APIs in some way, shape, or form for the last um, uh, five to 10 years, or is, um, you know, is coming out with an API first uh, notion so that people can start to do the things that Nash is talking about and automate these processes and automate the, the work that they're doing. Uh, so it's repeatable and robust. Hmm. Sounds like uh, Nash. It's going to be easier to uh, to build out your team in the future. They're going to have you're going to have places to uh, send people to get get more knowledge. One hopes. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we don't do a good job out of it, I'm out of a job. So that we're going to put all our effort into that. <laughs> I'm remembering that phrase, which I think is less controversial than the last one, which is you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I run into. The horse is not endangered, right? That's that's true. Horses are safe, I think, for the most part. Cool. For the most part. So, so Nash, I'm curious. Um, you mentioned that you saw Shea Chang at uh, at Cisco Live. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing it, it was either in the DevNet zone or it was in um, a breakout session. DevNet. Uh, but it was DevNet. Mm -hmm. a wonderful. Um, so, you know, ding, feather in our cap on that one. <laughs> and um, and uh, my question for you is, after that, did you have you used DevNet resources to succeed in your tasks of, of building out these scripts and building out these workflows that have leveraged the APIs? Yeah, let me just say that um, scripts I found through uh, DevNet are cited in every single script that I write. <laughs> I've just grabbed chunks of code and been like, this is mine now. That's like what we want. Reverse engineering, wonderful. is that what we're oh, talking yeah. about? Okay. That's how you learn how to program. I'm sure you're not alone on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Matt, not. No. Matt's laugh there was so satisfied it was almost maniacal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I pre I preach this in and out almost <laughs> daily. Um, so you know what I tell people is, come to DevNet, take our code, take you know this is community curated stuff. You know, don't start projects 
um, from scratch if you don't have to. You mm -hmm. know, search our, we have automation exchange, we have code exchange, mm -hmm. um, we have learning labs, we have documentation, all of that stuff is there for you to, to start and, you know, ramp up really quickly. Um, you know, some technologies are going to be a little more complicated than others. Fortunately, Meraki is one of those ones that I think is easy for people to wrap their heads around. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that, uh, we have people out in the real world doing real things with, with our stuff and saying, all right, I, I took this chunk of code that Shay wrote or Matt wrote or, or, um, you know, some of the other engineers that work in that space. And I, you know, I, I stood on, I stood on that and I did my own thing with it. I, you know, I revamped it to, to do what I needed to do. That's, I mean, that's what we're here for. So it's really nice to hear that out, out in the real world. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Thank begs you the for question. Validating my career. <laughs> if, there's, if there's all this cool stuff out there that you can you can make use of, Nash, what are you going to do next? Um, I need to copy switches out of one network and move them into a different one. Okay. So I'm writing a script for that. Nice. Like all of their settings. And uh, Matt, have you got any code for that? Because. <laughs> I have something I'm using as a basis. Right. It just right. doesn't do it the way I want. Okay. So it's a it's a continuous learning process, mm -hmm. but it's kind of fun and satisfying, I'm sure. I mean, I I, I definitely enjoyed the, my time in network engineering. It was hugely rewarding to see, like, focused, concentrated effort fixing problems and mm -hmm. getting stuff working again. It feels feels mm -hmm. really good, doesn't it? Uh, Matt, you, uh, I think you did a great job of, of uh, talking through some of the options that are available. If, you, if we've got listeners, and I'm sure we do have listeners on the podcast who are completely new, like have no clue about any of this, they're completely nervous about it, what would you say would be the, the sort of very starting point, the jump off point? Um, so I, I think our uh, learning labs really do a good job of um, – putting people into these self-help tutorials that walk mm -hmm. them through introductory material that um, something that they wouldn't have necessarily uh, had access to previous to that. Mm -hmm. And um, we have these uh, curated tracks that have learning labs that are kind of serially set up. Um, and for anyone who's new in this space, I would say um, application programming for the network engineer is something that we would want to look at. And, um, the other things uh, for uh, application engineers, um, application engineer or network engineering for the application engineer is another track that I would really point people towards for um, for getting comfortable or starting to get comfortable with the the concepts of programmability. Is there a nice, um, easy to remember URL that people can go to? Of course, uh, developer.cisco.com/learning. Wow. Sure. Nailed or it. even, <laughs> I might even get in there with the developer hub too, the meraki.com slash developers. That should have links as well to all of our learning labs and mm -hmm. cogen libraries and all of our example codes and things like that on our explore page. Um, I know we also just put together a synopsis of everything DevNet certifications on the Meraki community as well. Mm. So for, for folks that are uh, listening in and don't know about our community, I definitely point you to take a look there to see what topics are being discussed. It's 
fully open and public. You only need to create a username or an account if you want to post on those topics. Um, but you'll see Nash and myself and Simon in the community, so it's a great place to go. And on the Learning Hub within the Meraki community, there's a new page there uh, on DevNet certifications. So it's a good place to go to get some more information on that as well. Nice. I, I think everybody who's on this podcast will know all about the community by now. I don't think there's a single episode <laughs> why I haven't mentioned it about three or four times during right. the, the top and at the end. I mean, it's definitely the, the the vehicle we want to use to try and keep the conversation going in between these and, and to make sure we're getting the feedback as well uh, on the kind of topics that we should be focused on. Um, all right, Melissa, uh, have you got anything else you wanted to cover today? The last thing I want to point folks to is an upcoming webinar we have that's really focused on APIs for beginners. So no coding, no programming experience necessary. We're going to host this one on the Cisco DevNet Bright Talk channel, which is a really cool place to get more information and, and watch uh, streaming content and on-demand content across Cisco technologies. We have some Meraki webinars that are already on there. Matt, I know, did a great instructional one on automation with Meraki APIs recently. So check out the Cisco DevNet Bright Talk channel. And that new upcoming webinar is scheduled for October 29th. It should go live on that channel very soon. We'd certainly hope folks can join live or watch it afterwards. And I'm going to just pick you up again like I did with Matt, is that uh, obviously the folks listening this. It sounds great, but where do they go? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the URL they tap into their browser to, to make this happen? The Cisco DevNet Bright Talk channel. All right. Thank you very much. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like we need to make a, uh, a URL shortener for that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's the one challenge we have is this is audio only. There's nothing that somebody can click on. Uh, so we have to make it as easy as we can for the in these scenarios. Um, all right, awesome. I think I think it's time we start bringing things to a close. Uh, I want to thank you all for for coming in today, and of course all of you uh, for listening and and joining us on the, on the podcast today. Um, just before we wrap things up, sort of uh, let's just do a quick round the room. See if anybody's got any sort of last suggestions, tips, ideas, uh, stories they want to share recommendations for uh, podcasts that, that people can go to to check out and learn more. Nash, take it away. Um, the biggest one I've got, if you want to do stuff with the API, go download Postman. It will let you um, walk through individual API calls, and then you can figure out like your order of operations and construct like a task list. And then once you have that, it becomes much easier to write an actual script. Hmm. So that's and, some, go, sorry. Go. And I was going to say, Meraki has a whole collection of um, for Postman, mm-hmm. so you don't have to make your own entries. It's all there. <laughs> nice. Little projects you can go and play with. Well, more just the um, the API calls. Okay. Nice. So, so we've we've given our listeners some homework. That's what we've done. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Matt, what have you got for us? Anything? Any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, Nash is becoming my new favorite person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited about we've this. We've all made friends today. Um, so yeah, uh, I was mentioning those learning labs earlier, and I didn't mention the whole collection of uh, learning labs that I wrote uh, around Meraki. Um, so uh, there's a getting started with Meraki module. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you guys can check those out and it'll take actually what Nash mentioned about using Postman and extend uh, the learning experience for that. So um, if you're not sure on how to get started with Postman or, or how to do that, um, those learning labs will help you out there. Um, all of that content, all of the documentation, all of the, the code exchange items, all of the automation exchange items, all of the learning labs, blah, blah, all the stuff DevNet offers for Meraki, um, again, can be can be grabbed from developer.cisco.com slash Meraki. Um, yeah. And if you have any issues, questions, concerns, or you find a, a, a typo or you're confused about the learning labs, feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter at, at the DNAP. Uh, that's T-H-E. D-E-N-A-P, and I will uh, get back to you uh, probably pretty quickly because we want to make sure all that stuff is uh, super useful and and uh, understandable for everyone out there. Nice. And actually, I've had an idea, um, mostly prompted by um, Melissa's uh, URL fun there. Um, <laughs> sorry to pick on you, Melissa, but it's entirely warranted. Um, so what, what we'll do is the day we publish this podcast, we'll put a community post up with like a summary of some of the some of the links and places to go for people to to check out some of the stuff that we've talked about during the show today, uh, and that'll be a nice uh, nice easy way to avoid having to um, having to figure out where to where to go to get all this stuff. Because I think one of the things that's clear to me listening to all of you talk about this stuff is that uh, we have so many. Uh, routes that we want to help you with, so many different pathways that you can take, a lot of resources you can make advan take advantage of, uh, and we want you to be able to find them. Of course we do. So we'll try and make that as easy as we can uh, possibly. So how does that sound, Melissa? Uh, I am all for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, we have a deal. All right, we're going to wrap things up now. Thank you again very much indeed for taking time out of your day to listen to Meraki Unboxed. We do this every couple of weeks. And we try and keep this content as engaging and relevant to you as we can. That's hugely important to me. And so I really want to hear from you. If you've got any feedback for us around the content you're hearing, uh, the level it's at, whether you'd like to talk to or hear from other people within the Meraki business or other customers and partners and developers and so on, uh, really want to hear that. So you can do it in a couple of ways. You can reach out to me directly on Twitter, at Meraki Simon. If you're not a Twitter user, then as we have said a number of times, community.meraki.com is a wonderful place to go and find lots of friends, lots of people who are into the same kind of stuff as you uh, talking about this technology. And give us some feedback there. It will certainly find me. And uh, we'll make sure that we are incorporating that as we move this thing forward. So without further ado, I'm going to wrap things up now. Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. Have a great time until that happens. And see you soon on Meraki Unboxed. Bye for now.